What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin. Josh, it has been a minute, but we are back with a lot of news to discuss. And new hound Ryan James is going to be stopping by so that we can get to know him a little bit better as well. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the that craziest doesn't. sequence of events we've seen in, a, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Up to the middle. When I say it's been a little while, it literally has been a little while. So much so that Kevin forgot how to record tonight. I did forget. <laughs> I was just being doubly sure. Yeah. I didn't want to uh-huh. screw anything up. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> Kev- Better safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Kev, I feel like we haven't talked to you since 2018. What's going on? Hey, it's because you haven't talked to me in, since 2018, right? That, was, that has to be. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. That's the joke. Did I just ruin <laughs> you that? just ruined it. <laughs> Uh, you guys miss me. Uh, he also forgot what a joke was. Yeah, so. <laughs> Just forgetting everything. No, things good. Thing, things good. 2019. I've already forgotten that multiple times. Putting 2018 down as a date. It's weird. How long does it take for you guys to like get into 2019 mode? Feels like it takes me a month. It's just my might be my job. I don't put the date on things a lot. Like I don't know. Like people are like, I'm always putting the wrong date. I'm like, I don't. What are you putting dates on? Like, are you writing checks all the time? What are you thirty? Like, I honestly, I've caught myself a few times questioning why it's not 2017. Like I somewhere like I missed an entire year, and I'm like, wait, so wait, or it's it's not. Is it 19? It's nine. We're 19. We're 19 now. Yeah. It's yeah. Um. I lose all track of time. It's terrible. Uh, Josh, how you been, man? Good, good. Uh, not much to report. Just waiting impatiently for soccer to start back up. Uh, well, for local soccer to start back up. Uh, celebrating the crew announcement still. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just matching up all the, the times on the schedules for the Hounds since they released their schedule and the Columbus crew and getting excited for local soccer. I, we haven't talked about this at all, but I saw what Caleb Porter was announced yeah. as the coach. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling really good about that. Yeah, yeah. that's an exciting announcement, especially coming off of Burhalter, like knowing him and seeing how he did, and just wanting someone young, and energetic like him again. And so I couldn't be happier to get Caleb Porter. Yeah, it felt like it. It feels like a very natural sort of succession, especially with Porter's history at Akron, um, sort of being in the area, knowing the area. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. Well, I guess enough about the crew. Let's talk about the Hounds. So yeah. lots of stuff going on um, this past week. We'll sort of start with most recent and work our way backwards because we've had the luxury of doing a ton of interviews over the past few weeks. Um, and obviously, thanks to everybody who's been on, it's been fantastic. But there has actually been news that we haven't talked about and shared thoughts on. So this past week, Hounds announced their preseason schedule. Eight games. All of them will be at Highmark Stadium, and all of them will be free to attend. Um Cleveland State, Gannon University, Duquesne, University of Charleston, West Virginia, Pitt, Bethlehem Steel, University of Akron, which just mentioned, and TFC2. So, I think I had some thoughts immediately when I saw this schedule. I'm interested if you guys had thoughts 
when you first saw the schedule. So, Kev, I'm going to kick to you. Just sort of looking at the schedule, is there anything when this news was first announced that you maybe were looking for and didn't see, or maybe you were looking for and you did see? How do you feel about this? Um, I, I think, too, uh, I notoriously hate preseason um, because it's just like, I don't know, let's get to the games that matter. I, um, and so I always just want to speed through them. But I think the things that I usually look for is, a, how many games, and B, how far the travel is. Um, I get you can look at like strength of opponent, but I don't know. I, I, I think I, for me, I think preseason games are more to just build up some match fitness, and you know, no one's really going to be playing full throttle until the first first whistle of the season, maybe even after that. So, um, eight games seems about right. I mean, that that seems like it's that's a good amount of time to kind of. For Lily to have a look at, at new players and new combinations and new approaches and all that kind of stuff, as well as build up match fitness for the entire squad, not just like a starting 11. So eight feels good. Also, I mean, I don't, where's Gannon University? Sorry to people <laughs> going to Gannon University. Does anyone know where that is? I got well, nothing. Well, anyway, I'm, I, 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 I couldn't imagine it's too far away. So I, like, I'm happy that like they're not traveling to like louisiana or something uh you know it's it's nice there's kind of, they get to kind of stay close to pittsburgh they, they have their kind of home uh, home training camp base camp set up where they where they can kind of you know hit the training sessions frequently um and not worry about travel and all that kind of stuff so i'm happy about that as well um yeah so yeah i mean it works for me uh wouldn't want to really see anything else josh what are you thinking um, it's nice to see that they're all weekend games, that it's uh, obviously all free to attend. They're pretty well paced and timed out. Uh, we actually have the Steel Army uh, General Assembly meeting on the 10th, so that one's against Gannon University, so I'll definitely be at that one, but I plan on being on most of these. It's just nice. I like... It's less about the opponent, especially at the early ones. It's more about just gets, being able to see the team and kind of like how they're gelling and how things are going and knowing that Lily has the time to kind of try things out before the season actually begins. Uh, it's it's a pretty big number, I feel like. I feel like this might be more than we've had in the past, at least open to the public and kind of like set in stone like this. Uh, it is nice to see a couple of... Um, Oh, wait, no, we only have one, don't we? Uh, against, yeah. oh, yeah, TFC, too, I guess. Uh, they're down now, aren't they? They're, they're in one, the yeah. League One now. So, really, only Beth Steele, uh, which that was an intense one last year, uh, actually. I remember it being pretty feisty compared to the rest of the matches. So, see uh, that one again, especially after the ugh, the loss in the uh, playoffs. So, that will be a fun one to watch, even though it is a preseason game. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, Gannon University is in Erie, PA, so totally knew that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're they're too wait their current enrollment is around five thousand. <laughs> what other what other <laughs> random stats can you find about <laughs> gain and say, it is a private educational catholic university in erie pennsylvania um <laughs> all right you yeah. can stop they're at they're at d2 uh, wait wait Division what's their what's their zero. mascot just tell us what their mascot is can you tell uh, <laughs> failing us <laughs> failing us so hard right now <laughs> Nope. I, I, <laughs> how about really old-looking buildings? How about that? Can yeah, we, yeah. Gaining the... really old-looking buildings. That's, yeah. That'll strike fear in us on uh, Sunday, February 10th. It looks um, like a night. It looks like a night. Uh, that, a night? That feels, that feels about right. Um, yeah. I had sort of two thoughts when I saw this. I think, one, 
something that we as fans have been sort of pining for is you sort of look across the USL and there's a lot of teams that are playing a lot of other USL. I, I guess I need to clarify now USL championship teams. And in which case we have eight games. We're only playing one um, and it's an MLS two team. So like not to knock Beth steel because you know, they did, beat us in the playoffs last season and we know they take it seriously but at the same time like the team that we see of Beth Steele may be nothing like what Beth Steele is because they're still going to be trying to figure out what their team is based on what Philadelphia Union decided to do in their preseason so a we're not seeing really a true USL championship team um in the sense that I often and think you, about and you don't like that yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see us actually play some of these other teams to get a sense of where we're going to be at that level. Um, and additionally, you have USL teams that are playing MLS teams in their preseason, which we sort of talked about. Like, hey, it'd be great to see, like, you know, DC United in here, even if it's a preseason match, or Red Bulls, or Columbus, or somebody. Cincy, I mean, as much as we hate Cincy, just to sort of test ourselves against that level would be kind of good. And I think here's my only thing on that. I think, especially, I mean, I think USL, uh, you know, playing other USL teams makes sense, USL championship teams. Um, but if we had an MLS team in the preseason, I'm just trying to go through, like, if you're a player in preseason for Lily and the Hounds and all that kind of stuff, and he says, all right, forget the opponent today. Said, We're trying to work on this, right? We're trying to, I want you to maybe get out of your comfort zone and try this in preseason. That's what preseason is for. I think as a player, it's kind of, you have a natural tendency to just kind of look at your opponent that you're kind of facing up to and kind of revert back to this, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not looking a fool out here today because like some of those MLS players can make you look like a fool if, if you're not careful. So I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I want them to, I don't know, not have to worry about. Yeah. Like losing their place or something if they don't play perfectly in the preseason. Or something. Yeah, and there's also would be a lot more pressure in that situation because if they're playing an MLS team, I want them to publicize it. I want them to pack that place. Yeah. I want it to be an event. And if it's an event and we're still in preseason, the game's going to matter too much. I feel like injuries could be happening because players are going to be trying all out. I'm not saying that they don't try in preseason matches, but there's still kind of like this understanding between both teams. Like, hey, let's not hurt each other at all. Let's not, you know, dive in for those balls as hard. Um, so if it was against an MLS team, I would want to see it to be, like, intense. I want to see us trying for a couple goals and to, you know, just make a mark. Uh, and I don't know if I would be comfortable with that in preseason. So I'm basically hearing two things from you guys. One, it's... We should use this time to focus on ourselves, not necessarily the opponent. And two, we should still face an MLS team just further down the road when we're sort of primed and ready to go. Right? We're 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 good with that. Yes. Yeah. My my thoughts have been changing so much on MLS opponents. I used to be like, anytime, let's just play them. I just want a reason to pack the high mark. Uh, but the more I'm like getting concerned about us actually being contenders and and wanting to see us win a championship, I'm like, well, maybe we don't want to have a game in the middle of the season <laughs> that could hurt our players. Maybe we don't shouldn't care about this, you know, just expedition match that means nothing. Yeah. Um at least anytime close to the season. Like if it was early, early uh preseason, then it'd be fun, but cuz then you know all the players have some time to heal up. Uh but yeah, I don't know where I fall on that now. Now I'm just thinking like open cup, that's what it should be. Like we we get a an MLS team by doing great in the open cup. Yeah. No, that's fair. The other thing that jumped out at me about this is the fact that all of the games are at home. And to start the season, you know, the Hounds get a bye the first week. 
and then are on the road for the next three weeks and won't actually be at home until April. And I wasn't really thinking about this, but um, when Liz talked to the GM, Kevin Johnston, about it, he mentioned sort of, you know, Lily likes to get down where it's like warm and you have a better chance to like stay loose and then, you know, sort of come back to Highmark when it's a little bit warmer, um, not as cold throughout March and to sort of have every game be at home. Now, granted, you know, you only have so many options. You're either home or you're away. But to not have the team travel somewhere, to have the team stay here and play on Highmark and get used to it in the cold and then immediately be like, hey, we're going somewhere warmer for a while. We'll be back. Um, I guess it makes sense. But it was just something that struck me where it was like, well, we're intentionally going away where it's warmer for the start of the season. Then we'll be back when it's better. But then to be like, we're going to play eight games starting in February at Highmark where it's cold and it's not going to be great. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm getting at with that. That was just something that like struck me. <laughs> I mean, in a perfect uh, situation, uh, I believe Columbus does this as well. They'll go down to Texas in their preseason. They have like the Texas Cup thing that they play yeah. against some other teams, uh, MLS teams. And I think it's also some other teams that are not in the MLS. Um, just uh, to kind of do a preseason tournament type thing uh, in Texas where it's warmer. That would be nice. I just don't see it happening because of travel costs and accommodations costs and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's something we can look forward to down the road when uh, cash becomes a little bit more flush and the rest of the league does as well. Uh, but until then, like we're, we're still playing local Pittsburgh teams mostly, or at least PA teams. So even if we were to play away, it would be just as cold. <laughs> so I'd rather them play at home where they know the field and they you know have home field uh, just accommodations all that kind of stuff ready for them i mean that's another thing i mean i I wonder when i don't know when the news if any news has been out but i mean what there's there's a new field being put in so and that could i don't don't know when that's going to happen but i mean it it, if it's i mean i can't imagine it being that difficult to get used to but i guess if if it's an artificial pitch and maybe 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 some players have played only like three games in their lives on artificial pitches i mean so it's it'll be it'll be good to kind of get the get the feel of what it's like playing at Highmark, I guess, which, yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kev, you sort of alluded to this and, and I wanted to pose the question to you guys from, you know, from a fan perspective, we want to see the team play as much as we possibly can. But I think that in past years, we've done a lot of trying to dissect sort of what's happened in these games, who the starting lineup is and things like that. And I think that what we're learning from Lily is that he's using a lot of this, a lot of these games to, figure out who's going to make the roster and it's less of like I I don't know if we saw the starting a lot 11 on the opening day at all during the preseason last year um so from from sort of an analyst's perspective do the preseason games matter to you like are you going to be looking at the scores and and trying to break them down or looking at who was played where or anything like that knowing how Lily goes out and will change things around and things like that is it is there anything that we've learned from sort of looking at Lily about how much we can actually invest in these preseason games beyond the fan perspective of it just being good to see the guys out there? Josh, where do you stand on all of this? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you you can't really look at the scores or anything like that. What you should be looking at is the individual players, seeing how they play, just their style of play. Not even so much what position they're in, but are they uh, vocal? Are they attacking-minded? Are they more defensive-minded? Um, I remember Holland's goal uh, in the preseason. He had a really great uh, kick from outside the box that just ripped it right in. That was just neat to see like that he could do that, that he had that in his arsenal. Um, so I feel like that's what you should be thinking about when you watch these games. And also it's, it's just a, a chance to see the team kind of like 
developing. You know what I mean? It, it's it's less about what the finished project is and more about seeing the sausage made, I guess, and, and kind of enjoying that aspect of it and realizing that's all it is. It's This is not a finished product. This is more of, you know, just placing them in there, see what happens, and getting a chance to learn names, learn styles, looks, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that sort of gets to, you know, you, you really can't look at sort of a stat sheet and, and understand what is actually being learned here on the field. It's not going to tell the whole story. So, Kevin, for someone like you who's not going to have a chance to be at any of these games, you're going to have to sort of just trust the eyewitness report of somebody like Josh or, you know, John or whoever. So, from that regard, how much weight are you putting in, in what actually happens in these games in terms of how it ultimately shapes your opinion of how this team could do this season? Yeah, I mean, very little. I agree with a lot with what what Josh just had to say. I, I mean, I would I, obviously I've never been a part of preseasons or anything like that. But I mean, from from my perspective, I'd almost go as far as say is like ninety five percent of preseason is just on the training field and and the actual preseason games. For me, I I, I generally held the opinion, yeah, it's just build up your match fitness and don't get hurt and you know see how you. You know, see how you gel together when it's not just 11 v 11 when no one's watching in, in a training session. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, for, I'm interested uh, on top of that. I'm just interested in seeing like what you guys have already mentioned, like, oh, what kind of tricks does, you know, Ryan James have in his locker? What, what kind of tricks does Dos Santos have in his locker? And all that kind of stuff like, oh, um, like Canardo Forbes, like. Have, didn't see him do that last year. Maybe he's trying to like do something different this year. It, you know what kind of things? Like Josh said, just seeing how they're growing and developing as as individual players and as a team and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I just I want I want them to get through untouched, no injuries, and I, we could lose every game three 0 I wouldn't care. I would. I don't think it would change my opinion about how what I would expect from the team uh, this season. And Kev, you sort of just teased it again, but uh, in addition to announcing the preseason schedule, the Hounds have signed three new players since we last talked, and so we'll go to we'll sort of go again in reverse order here, just keep working our way backwards. So most recently, they announced the signing of Anthony Velarde. I apologize, I'm probably butchering that. We'll get the official uh, uh, pronunciation here. But he is a signing straight out of college. So he played for Fresno Pacific University D2. He was a first-team All-American. Broke the Pac West's all-time career assist record, finishing with 44 assists over 71 games. Plus, he had 25 goals. And he's listed as a midfielder. Um, the, the, the thing that everyone seems to be latching on is the assists. Like, he's an assists guy. He can, he can make plays happen and things like that. This intrigues me a lot. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if you guys have any thoughts about sort of Anthony as a person or after talking to Lily, sort of what the signing could mean, just sort of reading the story around the story to sort of understand what's going on. Kev, you're nodding. Is there anything that comes to mind here with Anthony? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think I, I obviously know very little about him as a player. I'm not watching... D2 PacWest soccer. Um, what? But, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, you know, Lily has shown a, a precedence of, of finding, I don't want to call them diamonds in the rough, but I mean, who, who saw, you know, Vonky Azeel being the player that he was last year? Um, and I'm pretty sure we picked Vonky Azeel up from a similar situation, a D2 team, and he, you know, All American and all that kind of stuff. So, 
I mean, I think the other thing to mention, if he is truly a midfielder, yeah, I mean, 44 assists is incredible. And, you know, he's contributing essentially, he's contributing to a goal every game he plays, essentially. Um, but 25 goals in 71 games from midfield, I mean, that's, that's like a goal every three games from midfield. I mean, that's that's a, that's a really good return on top of all the assists that he's making. So... I mean, yeah, he can. He he has a lot of creativity. It seems from the stats, and, and I mean, it's something that Lily spoke of um, when we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Is you know, he mentioned you know there was a there was a point where um, Brett kind of got on a hot streak last uh, last season, and then he kind of fell off. But the, he was kind of saying, okay, maybe maybe Brett didn't play that well, but maybe we weren't, we weren't supplying him with the correct number of chances and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so. This this seems emphatically, you know, the player that that solves that problem. I, mean, he, he, I think he's there to create chances. He's there to push forward. He's not going to be, he's not going to be a Vonky Zeal, you know, just kind of making everything solid on the defensive end of things. Um, he's he's going to create goals for sure. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, coach said I think uh, sophistication and creativity is what he brings to the table. So it, it'll be nice to see that kind of like maybe like a number ten type feel. Uh, I I also kind of feel like he could be not a replacement for, it, but a uh, person in the wings for a situation where Kevin Kerr uh, steps down, like that kind of player. He could fill that spot. Um, but it's also one of those things where this guy's coming out of college. It's really hard to compare what he did you know, with Pac West to pro soccer. So I don't know if this guy is a starter even right now. It should be, I think, uh, but maybe not. Maybe he is still, you know, in the oven cooking, and uh, we're, we're going to be using him in practices and uh, when for depth right now. But he could be something in the future. You never know. Did did you say Lily described him as sophisticated? His play yeah. is sophisticated wow. and creative. I don't think I've ever really heard anyone's style of play be described as sophisticated. Ironic. Now I'm picturing him as like a a 33 year old Italian deep line playmaker <laughs> who just like <laughs> skips all over the field and just lobs balls in. Where, yeah, cool. Sweet. Ironically, I don't yeah. think Lily would call this show sophisticated. So you know, kudos to him <laughs> for uh, for getting that nod. I think what intrigues me most about this signing is um, a couple things. So our buddy Hugh Roberts, which obviously Hugh is not signed. Congrats on him. He signed with Charlotte Independence. So we're still going to have to see him twice this season, which will not be fantastic. But, you know, it's great to see that he's still playing. One of the things he talked about when he joined us, and we need to get him back on here. Anyway, mental note. Um, (laughs) He mentioned the difference between college and pro. And how it is a big leap going from playing for just a few months to all of a sudden you've got to handle the rigors of playing for an entire year. So anytime you bring in somebody fresh out of college, there is this learning curve. And so you're taking a chance. So that's one thing. The second thing is when we talked to Lily, he made a point of saying, or or I shouldn't say point of saying, reading in between the lines, it feels very much like Lily wants a sure thing. And so if it's not a sure thing, He's going to sort of put people through their paces. He's going to keep comparing them to other people through, um, you know, multiple combines, through the preseason, through all of these games, and just get them in there and, and let them play against other players and sort of see what shakes out. And so the fact that Anthony is A, signed right out of college, which it shows there's a little bit of risk there, but B, we're willing to sign him 
I don't want to say so early, but without having him spend so much time with the team in camp, going through all these preseason games, shows that there is something there that Lily thought, like, we need to get this deal done now, as opposed to this is something I can wait on and get the best value on and things like that. So originally when this was announced, I was thinking like, well, maybe this is a depth move, you know, maybe like a Joe Holland last season where, you know, might be sort of really flashy in the preseason, look really good, but unfortunately we don't see him get a ton of minutes on the field. He did get some time. But I'm starting to wonder if there's something else here just based on sort of the timing and based on what we're hearing from other people in terms of, you know, the impact that Anthony might actually have this season. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I, my brain keeps on going back to uh, Chevy Walsh. I mean, that was a situation where we had a player who wasn't in pro soccer who looks really great and was fantastic, and he didn't get much playing time and kind of went to the wayside. So it's it's I'm a little bit worried about that happening again just because we've been burned on that in the past, but I'm also super excited. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he's, you know, everything that we hope he is. Uh, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see how it goes, yeah. to say the least. Additionally, the Hound signed Steven Dos Santos um, spent the last two seasons with Ottawa Fury. Prior to that, and we're going to notice a little trend here, he played for Coach Lily in Rochester for a season. Now, when we talked to Lily, this announcement came, I think, the day after or shortly thereafter. We aired that episode of, uh, uh, of our interview with him, and he was very um, encouraged – um, or encouraging about the fact that we were going to put more goals in the net this season. And so the announcement that Dos Santos is coming to Pittsburgh, six foot four, 192 pounds, feels like a replacement for somebody like a Parks, a big body that can knock some stuff in around the net. Last season, um, he had 41 shots, five goals. All of them were inside the box. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts, you know, the first time that you saw that the Hounds had gone out and signed Steven Dos Santos? Kev, did 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 you have anything that came to mind? I mean, I, we we I don't know. I mean, you you compare him to Parks, but I wouldn't necessarily. I don't know. He, to me, he sounds more like a old fashioned target man player, where you know you you put him in the center of the field, you put the ball on his chest or head, he holds up play, and he gets everyone else involved. Which I think you know we kind of struggled with. I think last season. I think a lot of times. Brett seemed a little bit isolated up there, and he didn't, he couldn't maybe keep it long enough where everyone else can get up the field and, and support him. So, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I like it. I I'll be honest. I don't know much about uh, Dos Santos as a player. Um, his numbers aren't that great uh, if if you're looking about productivity um, from a forward. But I think you know, I, I think it gives us options, which I'm really happy about. I mean, it's. If if you want if you want to play a target player if you want to play a certain style in a particular game for one week and you don't have the tools to do that i.e. you only have small quick players then that kind of stinks so I mean just just the ability you know this is a player we don't have in our squad so I'm happy that we now have that player in our squad he comes with pedigree he comes with experience um, so that's that's good I'm not over the moon about it but yeah no I think it's I think it's a fine signing Josh are you over the moon. I don't I don't think so. No. I mean, it's one of those things where this one had had me scratch my head a little bit just from looking at the numbers uh and also seeing the the Rochester uh pedigree, I guess, the the link to Rochester again uh makes me 
not worried. It's one of those things where I, I keep on wondering if if Lily is doing this too much, where he's just going back to the well players that he's coached in the past. I mean, um, they're a really good team at Rochester. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing, though. That's that's why I keep on. Th- and plus, I'm wondering if these are players that he would have lost at Rochester to bigger teams, but right. now he can bring back on board with him. And maybe that's what we're seeing is him being able to keep these players for longer and uh, be able to just develop them even more. And it, that's a good thing. So wh- why not do that? And why, if that's one of the you know benefits you have with Lily is the fact that he has this pedigree and has this history with the league, it should be leaned on instead of ignored. So having players come back that he's coached in the past is a good thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm always worried. I'm like, is he just getting signed? Cause he used to, be in rochester and so lily feels you know comfortable with him um and that is my worry but i have not had any reason to doubt him so far because every player he's brought back from rochester has pretty much worked out yeah no i agree i I, and i really don't have anything else to add there other than the the rochester connection is one you know anybody who's in rochester and wants to keep making jokes about rhino hounds you know there's more fuel for the fire because not only was it dos santos that was added but as we mentioned earlier in the show ryan james um who is who played in nashville last season but prior to last season was on the team with in rochester with coach lily um yeah we talked to ryan earlier this evening it was a great conversation let's have a listen Ryan, welcome to Pittsburgh, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, when you first found out that Pittsburgh was an option, what was your immediate reaction? Uh, I think of every player, it's, it, it was excitement. Um, I played with a couple guys, that not necessarily with Pittsburgh, but in Rochester, and had the coach that was at Rochester, and I, that's at Pittsburgh, Bob. Um, and it's just it's always like exciting to get another opportunity. Not everyone gets another opportunity to play another year. And um, this is a great team to win a championship. And it's that's why we play soccer. We play to win. And I'm here to win a championship. So it was excitement for sure. So last year you were um, playing in Nashville. What was that like? What was the best part about playing in Nashville? Uh, I'd say definitely um, the atmosphere going from uh, – a smaller town or a, a smaller it's almost felt a little bit smaller in Rochester. Um, the city in Nashville is just so lively and um, the atmosphere um, combined with soccer itself is just a very exciting city to be in. And uh, the people were great. And at first hand, I, I learned firsthand for the first time so that Southern hospitality is a real thing. <laughs> um, that's the furthest South I've ever lived. So um, you hear these things, but then to first, first-hand experience it it was uh it was great for me um it just felt very very positive and very upbeat in nashville i was gonna ask you what the worst part of playing there was but i got a feeling you're not gonna say anything (laughs) (laughs) the season ending let's say the season ending ends. you know i mean we lost in penalties as well so just like pittsburgh we we both lost in penalties in the first round and um that's a devastating, the bus ride home is always devastating. So um, ready to pick it back up this year with Pittsburgh and get right back at it. I mean, so you've already mentioned uh, you had a previous working working relationship with uh, Coach Lilly. We had him on a couple of weeks ago and he was singing your praises uh, when we got to chatting about new signings. Um, is, from your perspective as a player working 
you know, working with Coach Lilly, is is that a good thing that, you know, A, you worked with him previously and B, he kind of has this expectation of you? Or, or maybe would you rather have be more of an unknown quantity? Maybe that takes the pressure off a bit a bit more. Can you maybe just talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like that's a, maybe a tough, tough area to be at. Um, I think whether he says good things about you or he doesn't say much about you, he always has his opinions about you. So, um, even if he's saying something good about you now, he may say, well, that was, that was you. And this is, this isn't who you were two years ago, or this isn't who you were last year. Um, so it's not um, in a sense that I'm excited that he said all these things and just because he said it, I'm going to be this person he sees in his head. Um, I hope I am that person and I hope for more more or less that I'm, I'm more than the person I, he played with me or when we've had our previous uh, relationship as player and coach. Um, I hope that I can exceed his expectations and put it in his head and say, oh, Ryan's always surprising me. I can't believe he got better. Um, so that's that's my goal to prove him that I can be better than what he's seen and I've improved since then. So it's kind of interesting. Like for you, you you played for Lily, and then you, you left, and now you're you're back. So that kind of speaks, I, I would think, highly of uh, what you think of him. But how how's Lily different as far as his coaching style, or just just being on a, a Lily team uh, compared to other coaches you've been with? Uh, definitely, he's a he's a guy that knows, knows what he wants and he'll, he'll let you know exactly what he wants and what he thinks. Um, I personally, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll hear this someday. Um, uh, the words he uses sometimes can be harsh in the moment. And <laughs> if you take them too much to heart, um, that will destroy you as a player. Um, and ultimately he wants to get the point across and say, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what I want you to do to make the team successful. And some people are not mentally as strong as others. And when he says these things, um, they kind of crumble. Um, but I think that's the difference. I think he knows what he wants. He says what he is on his, his mind. And if you can take emotion aside about what he says and just take what he's actually saying to your heart and apply it to your game, It'll make you a better player, and your relationship will be that much better with him. So, so just really quickly, following up on exactly just kind of what you said there. I mean, we as Riverhounds fans have now come to know Lily a bit more. One of the big staples we remember, especially in home games last season, was him kind of keeping the players on the pitch for like ten minutes after the game and just telling them everything that he wanted to tell them. After did he do that in Rochester? Like, is this something that he always does and that you're used to, or and is that something you can expect this season? Yeah, I would expect nothing less. Um, <laughs> that's just his coaching style. <laughs> yeah, um, he loves to just get what's off his chest right away and kind of I'm going to say what I'm saying now make my peace with it. This is what I'm thinking. And um, it doesn't come up too much later um, within the weeks when we're training for future games. It's not like he holds, uh, holds everything in and then kind of lets it out in the week. It's kind of, I'm going to let you know what's, what's on my mind right now. Cause I think if he doesn't get it off his mind, he just constantly thinks about it because he's always thinking about, how is he going to win that next game? And how is he going to win the next game? Um, and his mind is constantly going. He's He has a real love for the game, I think. And he can't stop thinking about soccer. So he's he just wants everyone to get better. So he just, sometimes he'll go on a tangent. And he'll just 
he'll go, but it's for the betterment of the team. So, and then also, you know, a lot of new fans who are getting to watch you who maybe don't know you that much. Um, so you've played a couple positions over the years. If you had to pick one moving forward, you know, what, what would, what would it be? And like, what kind of, you know, player can we, can we expect uh, out of, out of you this season? Uh, definitely. I would, if I could choose any position um, ever to play, I would obviously um, in my, my wildest dreams, be a top striker scoring. Good. <laughs> <laughs> But in my heart, I love to play. Um, I love to play center mid. I love to be um, the guy that's running around and uh, getting involved. Small touches here and there, everywhere on the pitch. Um, not necessarily. I mean, goals bring joy to everyone, but I love to be involved with the play. Um, and I guess when I've previously played with Bob, I've played uh, out on the wings as a left back and. Um, outside back, uh, and that I think purely is because of um, my stamina and my work ethic, and the ta- the talents that he needs for the team. That's where it's drawn me. But um, hopefully, there's a point in the season where um, I get to play in the center mid again and see how see how it goes. Because I've I've done it before for him, and I think he's he trusts me in that position. And I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens this season. It's funny the number of defenders that we have on that when we ask out they're like I I want to be a striker. Like I want to go score goals. <laughs> um so no, I I I think that's fantastic. If you, you know, sort of taking it a step further, um you know, painting the picture for fans in in terms of you mentioned a little bit about stamina and work ethic and things like that. If there were sort of three words or three attributes that you most associate with yourself as a player or you want people to sort of see you as those three attributes or those three words what do you think those would be uh i think um consistency would probably be number one i mean there's nothing more than people know uh or people love more than consistency knowing when that guy steps on the field he's gonna give me this and we can expect this it's not a one-off game or yeah he played well that game but two games he played bad um i'd probably use versatile i'd say as you guys were talking about before i'm i feel very comfortable in a lot of positions and that has helped my game uh massively just being able to say yes to certain positions if coach says do you, can you play striker for me can you play midfield i can say yes because i feel comfortable you keep coming back and to striker i'm, I'm sensing a, a, <laughs> a pattern here i i played i played the 10 once for bob one game i don't, I don't know <laughs> but i had a good time he had some good words to say to me after so i'm just going to keep whispering in his ear maybe <laughs> get some couple preseason games in that position see what happens you know you got to be you got to be hoping <laughs> um and the, the last word i would use would be uh um technical um i love to um i take pride in being a technical player and if someone has good words to say or you, know, you have a great touch or you have a great uh eye for the game um those things really mean a lot to me when people say those things to me if they're if they they see that in my game it just uh it's just a huge compliment 
Nice. So you're from Canada, and you went to a few U17 Canadian camps. Uh, we don't really get a chance to talk to very many Canadians about this. I'm curious, what's uh, your take on the Canadian Premier League? I think it's a great step for Canadian soccer. Um, we've always there's a lot of us that play in this general area. I know uh, I sometimes train with uh, Jordan Dover, who's with the team as well. Um, and it's just, it's a great opportunity for young players, players my age, to kind of pursue the sport we love in the, at the professional level. And it's just going to get better from here. Um, obviously, with starting anything new, there can be some bumps and some downfalls or some rough patches. But that's, that's what people prepare for. And I think that in the long run, it will become a very good league for Canadian soccer players, and it will make uh, the development here uh, really good in the long run for professional players inside of Canada and when people want to leave Canada and pursue maybe the United States or uh, Europe to play soccer as well. So one thing we, we try to bring up when we're interviewing players on here is, you know, we want to try to remember that you're human beings, not just athletes we see once a week. Um, so along that line, when you aren't playing soccer, what would you say your favorite thing to do is? You know, I, I only sleep, breathe. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, Lily, Lily's not in the room. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that that's Lily's legit answer. Like he just... <laughs> Yeah, so if he uh, if he's listening later on, just make sure he doesn't hear this part. <laughs> I love to. Uh, I recently got a camera um, a little bit ago, and it's because I do travel a decent amount now with soccer, and just being able to take photographs of places that I've been or photographs of family and stuff like that. It's it's starting to occur to me that these pictures will mean a lot to me when I'm a little bit older. Um, so I love to take photos and um, occasionally I'll go on like hikes and try to take some nature photos. Um, and also one, once or twice, my dad will tell me to try to learn a little bit of French. So I'll try to learn a couple words here and there, but that, that one's not as easy. That one's not as easy. Yeah. The photography so. is, is awesome. I mean, that's something that uh, I got into a little bit in college and I wish I had more time to, to get back into it, if you you know had to pick you know sort of one thing that you really like taking pictures of, you mentioned nature. There's like nature. There's people. There's like still photography. There's like close up stuff. Is there one thing in particular you like, or you just like it all? Uh, I love to take pictures of of uh, people, um, especially family events and stuff like that. Um, you can just see the joy in everyone's face when you're calling a couple people over and saying, hey, guys, let's get together and take a photo, and everyone just kind of lights up and gets their best face on. Or um, when they see the photos later, they're like, oh, that's a really good one or something like that. Um, it's just harder um, when you're in an environment like that to always get people to come out with you and maybe go on a hike and be like, hey, I'm going to go on a hike again. I want to take some photos. Do you want to get some photos? So I, I do tend to take a lot of nature photos where – I don't have someone take, I'm not just taking pictures of someone. Um, but it's always good to like, to take a hike and just see what um, the world has in front of you. Cause sometimes you're, you're crammed up in your room so much 
watching Netflix and movies and stuff like that, that it's good to get outdoors and see the beautiful world you live in. I, I couldn't agree more. I, and this sort of, I mean, it segues into sort of our next question here. You know, what's the best, you know, it could be movie, show, book, album that you've seen and that you would recommend to people. I'm not saying you have to pick one of each of those, but just in general, what's the best, you know, thing that you've seen recently and you'd tell people you got to go check this out? Uh, recently I actually just went with, uh, my siblings, my brother and my sister, uh, to watch, uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Ooh, Into the so Spider-verse. good. That was so actually good. a really good movie. <laughs> I would definitely, have you seen it? Oh yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I saw it in the theaters a couple weeks ago and it was, it's probably like the best Spider-Man movie out there and it's animated. So it's great. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I loved it. The soundtrack, I started playing the soundtrack three days straight after, after I watched it. Uh, me and my brother were just, we just couldn't stop talking about it for like a day or two. Um, but that, that was a really good movie that I think I watched that last week or a week and a half ago or something like that. It was, that was a really good one. So are you a superhero guy? Like, do you, do you, are you into the superhero movies? Uh, I do like the Marvel movies. I definitely am not, um, as deep into it. Like if you get into a conversation and you're like, <laughs> Oh, but he did that. In the comics, and I'm like, hmm, didn't read the comics. <laughs> right. Um, so I won't, I won't fight you on any, like, I won't fight anyone on anything when it comes to why certain things are happening in movies. Um, just because I'm not that deep into it with the comics. Um, but, like, the Marvel movies and stuff like that, um, I'll watch those. I'm not a big, not a big comic guy, that's why, but I love to watch the movies of comics if I'm, that makes sense oh no absolutely i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spot if you could be one superhero who would you be um so i i guess i've gotten this, this question a decent amount and i always for some reason um am fascinated with uh frozo from the incredibles yeah <laughs> i don't I don't know why I would love to be able to shoot ice out of my hands, but it just seems like one of the coolest things, superpowers to have. And I was always fascinated when I was younger. And I don't know, I still would, if I woke up one morning and I could do it, I'm like, whoa, it could be because I'm Canadian and I. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very Canadian answer. To, to be fair, I was asked the same question just last week, and I said that I would be Jack Jack, where I just have like all the powers and like it's split in the multiple. That's phones. cheating. It is. It's, it's totally cheating. cheating. It's totally cheating. Yeah. Can't can't think of one. I just want all of them. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So to wrap it up, like the last question. Um. So if there's one thing you want Riverhounds fans to know about you, uh, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, in in a simple way, I'm I'm coming here to play soccer. So I guess my my answer is going to have to relate to soccer because I guess fans should know that I will. I'm there to play soccer. I'm there to win them games, and I'm there to celebrate with them after once we win games and. I will give my all. I just want everyone to know in Pittsburgh that I won't I won't quit until I give them what they want, which is a championship. So 
let's do this. I was going to say, for a question that doesn't have a right or wrong answer, that definitely sounds like the right answer. So uh, well, <laughs> well done, my friend. Um, Ryan, huge thanks for stopping by, man. We really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything as you're gearing up for the season. Obviously, stay warm out there. It gets a bit nippy on Highmark's field, especially here in the preseason. And uh, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me here, guys. So great stuff. Thanks again to Ryan for joining us. Um, yeah, that was that was a really good time, guys. I guess just thoughts. You know, we sort of burned through three signings. Thoughts on sort of the discussion with Ryan, thoughts on all three signings, if you sort of put them together overall. Where are you at at this point mentally with how this team is shaping up and where things are going, Josh? I'm excited. I mean, just being able to interview players again, hear, hear new players talk about uh, Lily and uh, the the Hounds and how they're excited for the season and they won a championship. And it just, it just gets me wanting the season to hurry up and start again. Um, I'm excited for what he'll bring uh, and just in general for the season to come because it, it feels like we're building something here. Uh, and it's been a while since I've been able to say that and I uh, feel like we're, we're actually still building something instead of it being knocked down halfway through its development. <laughs> Kev, how how are you feeling here? Yeah, great. I mean, it was yeah, great chatting with Ryan. He seems like a really kind of driven, determined uh, player. Um, the fact that yeah, like Josh said, he's talking about championships right out the gate, which is yeah, it's just great. I mean, I, I, I don't want to compare him to anyone, but I mean, it's in my head already. I have visions of like a Vonky Azio type player of oh, you can play him anywhere, and he's gonna like play really well for you. Um, so you know, I'm really excited about that. By the way. Um, I guess yeah. Anthony Velarde has YouTube YouTube stuff. Um, take a take a look if you're interested. You can maybe learn a little bit more about that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's three three different types of players. Um, all could do a role. Yeah, I mean, we'll see the new settings that come in. I'm pretty excited about it. But I think we have a good base uh, to go forward from here. So we are now. Brace yourself, gentlemen. We are a month and a half away from the start of the regular season. We're only two weeks away from the first preseason game, which feels like, what? Which, like, that's a great thing. Like, really, really good stuff. But it's just, man, we are, we are there. I guess anything that has surprised you so far over the past, it feels like weeks, but really, I guess, a few months since the season ended? Or, or is it all systems go, we're ready for this, let's bring it on and – here are some more signings and go from there. Kev? I don't know. I, I, I th- like, did you guys feel like you needed a break? I needed a break. This was good. Like, <laughs> just to kind of step. I don't know. Like, it was like the season came to the end. I was like, all right, fine. Like, I kind of needed that. So this was good. I don't know. I feel like you guys are looking at me like, shut up. We need to keep <laughs> getting no, downloads no, I, and listens and blah, blah, blah. No. I feel um, where you're coming from. I mean, especially after that, uh, the heartbreak of the playoff game and how – cold and miserable the, the weather was and just seeing you know just the fail and just after that i did need a little bit of a break uh mostly to sulk but uh it, it was pretty quick after that though i'm like okay let's go back let's do this <laughs> i'm i'm pretty pretty much ready now yeah. for the season to start other than the fact that it's really cold out i think it's four degrees outside right now so i don't know about right now i'm ready but uh <laughs> yeah it's rough it's cold but i mean the realization hit me like literally as i was sitting down here to record that like in two weeks the river hounds will be taking the field again and it's just i yeah i, 
I was expecting it to be much longer, but it's like here we are. I again, I I, I have no concept of time, so um, that's more on me than anything else. But <laughs> otherwise, I don't think that there's really anything that's that surprised me. I think we're learning more about Lily each season that he's here. So last season we were sort of getting, you know, feeling him out a little bit, trying to understand what's going on. And I think knowing what we know, which I don't, I mean, it's not everything. You're never going to know any, everything about him, but the preseason is just sort of like, you're not going to see a ton of massive signings. It's going to sort of be very methodical and you're going to add pieces slowly. And eventually you're going to come to this hole. And, um, and that hole is, I mean, he mentioned like wanting to have what twenty two to twenty three players going into the first game of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so and I I wouldn't even be shocked if we get to the first game of the season and we only have like twenty, like so yeah. I, like I'm, yeah, I don't know, I I agree, I think it's going to be a slow kind of addition. Yeah, so it's it, this isn't something where we're going to get all sorts of excited. It, I mean, it's it doesn't sound like we're going to have any sort of. There's not going to be a new logo reveal. There's not. There may not be a massive kit reveal. There's nothing like that. It's just going to sort of be this, you know, blue collar, get the work done, put it in. We get through the end of the season, preseason, and, and we're all systems go. Here's a question for you guys. If is, is there maybe one type of player or one position that you really want to see? I don't want to say a big signing, but like a signing – that you know is going to pay off like a banker like i know for 100 percent this player is going to come in and fill all of my expectations um and and be exactly what we need like do you like would you want another defender midfielder attacker what type of player would you like a more technical player a speedy player um what do you think we need going into this season i mean i think i personally like I think we're pretty solid at, at center back um i mean we need depth obviously but i think like we have two starting caliber center backs. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I mean, Forbes is the kind of general in the middle of the field. Um, Here, hold on real quick. Let me run through the lineup r- right quick. So we have one keeper, right. Kyle Morton. We have four defenders. So we have Jordan Dover, Toby, Joe Greenspan, Ryan James is listed as a defender. At midfield, we got Dabo, Forbes, Noah Frankie, Kevin Kerr, Tommy V, and Anthony Velarde. And then at forward, we got Nico Brett and Steven Dos Santos. So we've got a starting 11 plus at this point. So, yeah, I mean. Or, or, I'm not worried about defense. I'm not worried about keeper. I, I think I think you can make an argument for another Canardo Forbes level midfielder. Um, I think that'd be great to be going in it. To be going to games where you look at a, a spine of Adewale, Greenspan, Forbes, and one other like great central midfielder, I think it'd be great, um, and we could do a lot from there and build from there. Um, but yeah, I don't know about I don't know about you guys. I mean, I think one of the things, and I don't think you can replace this, is sort of that game changing speed that Cheetah brought, and we don't, as far as I know, we don't have that right now in the midfield. I mean, you, you it's a lot of is Frankie fast. I, he's not cheetah fast. Um, right. so <laughs> you are, yeah, few are. So I, I think maybe, you know, a, a sort of standout speedy winger might be something that, that would be good sort of, that can play that midfield, maybe not an, an outside back. We know that Dover can get up and down the field. It sounds like Ryan James can get up and down the field. So maybe you don't need that, but maybe, maybe it is some, some sort of, uh, shake up attacking type option. Cause we know what Brett is. Brett is down and dirty, 
get in there, shake things up. And if, if Dos Santos is sort of a hold-up guy, it'd be nice to have sort of a change of pace in the attack. My, my only thought on that, having, like adding the speedy player, and, and it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if the next signing is that player. But I think at the same time, I don't know. I mean, we saw it at the end of last season where teams would turn up to Highmark and be happy with a point. And I think that's only going to get worse this season. Um, people know we're contenders now, um, and they know we're only going to get it better. So I think that's that's only going to get worse. I think we're only we're going to be finding ourselves going up against more pack defenses more and more frequently. So I, I would in, in that case, you know, their defensive line drops deeper. There's not enough. There's not a lot of room to run in behind them. And so I don't know. Maybe maybe in that sense, technical players might start favor overt speedy players because you're gonna have to you know you have to be patient and break down that wall it sets up in front yeah. of the 18 yeah um so I, yeah i don't know no that's a good point angry angry player i want i want i want an enforcer i don't feel like we have one <laughs> i want i want another angry irish man bring like danny yes. back. <laughs> yeah that's what i want i want someone who's just big and mean <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, I love Dabo, but Dabo's not big and mean. Like he's no, he's a good like, holding yeah. midfielder, but yeah. I mean, is is Greenspan that? Yeah, but I mean, in defense, I mean, I'm talking about someone who's all over the field who you know can can mess some people up. Be like, hey, hey, maybe you should be a little bit more careful around yeah. us, all right? Don't have, don't <laughs> someone you look at and be like, oh, he's gonna get a red card. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, you expected, but you know, you hope for the best that the ref doesn't see it. Yeah. That's that's what I want. Here comes the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's a good point and i think you know this i'm looking forward to see how all of this evolves over the next few weeks because i think you're right i think we are probably going to see some more signings with the first preseason game coming in two weeks and you know really the the roster is currently at 13 if we want to get to 22 23 you know that's 10 more signings and i don't think all of those are going to come from preseason games i know we have eight weeks of preseason but there's going to be some more that are going to come between now and then so it'll definitely be interesting to see who the hounds sign and what positions they're sort of filling and things like that so uh so yeah lots and lots of interesting stuff to come let us know what you think what sort of player do you think that the uh that the hounds should target sort of next or what do you think is missing from this team at this point um and uh, and we can have the conversation i think it's a really good point but, gentlemen, I think that is all for this one. So, again, huge thanks to Ryan James for joining us, and thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great USL news, head over to uslnews.com. Check out of all the great articles and podcasts that are there and part of the BGN family. Lots of stuff coming out about some of the Eastern teams. Indy getting a new stadium, which is really exciting. They don't have to play on the football lines I won't say any more, but in the near future, which will be really good. Um, so definitely go check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at Mongols and at WoMongols. Email us at Mongols at BGN.FM. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>